Marcus Paul in the morning, and it's great to have your company here on our podcast. Uh, now, in conjunction with the big smoke, um, there'll be an article on this story as well. Uh, we're, we're, we've been thinking about a recent article that appeared in the Australian Financial Review, written by Ronald Meisen, who's an economics correspondent. Uh, he writes that a revolt is underway in the National Tertiary Education Union as members move to block a proposal by the union's leadership that aims to save as many as 12,000 university jobs. NTEU, that's the Union Fight Back, which is a splinter group of union members, is pushing the membership to reject the proposed National Job Protection Framework. They say it's a terrible deal for university staff. Now, I thought I'd speak to uh, somebody with an expert opinion on this today, and it's Millie Rooney from Australian Remade. Hello, Millie. Good morning. How are you today? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. It's nice to be here. And you're in Tasmania. I am. I am. There's snow on the mountain. It's a bit oh, chilly. What's the name of the mountain there? Are you in Hobart? I am. And the ho- the mountain here is Kunanyi in the local Moanina language. Oh, or lovely. Mount Wellington is what most people would know it as. That's right. Mount Wellington. I remember going to Tassie. Ooh, Probably, I haven't been there for 20 plus years, but I, I loved my visit down there. It was beautiful. Yep, still is. Still is beautiful. Um, we, we tried to, to do the Cradle Mountain Walk, but it was a very cool and misty morning and it was a bit dangerous. So we, gave, <laughs> we got some photographs and, and everything and we did the usual uh, things to do down uh, around Tasmania. We did a, a drive from Hobart to Launceston, which was just gorgeous and went past all the, the sites on the way uh, and it was but it's certainly chilly in winter time it certainly is it is very cold before we get into the discussion about uh, the state of tertiary education here in Australia I, I thought I'd ask you first and foremost about Australian remade I've been perusing your website tell me what's it all about yeah so Australia remade is sort of a loose network organisation that includes a bunch of civil society organisations, academics, leaders, ordinary members of the community, unionists, sort of a a big mix of people. Um, And we came together because it was a few years ago now and there's, you know, we're often really good at fighting against things, you know, saying, no, we don't want this, no, we don't want that. Um, And the group was really thinking, like, what do we really want? You know, what do we really want for Australia as Australians? And what what is it that brings us together in a shared story of, you know, positive purpose? Um, So that's where it really began. Okay. And you've written um, a a story recently for Australia Remade. And you, uh, you called your piece, What Are Universities For? And I'll just read the first paragraph. What is the purpose of our public institutions? How do they best service as a community? And in this time of disruption and restructure, can we remember to look beyond the glossy reports and key performance indicators to true purpose? And of course, we go on. Universities are one of the key public institutions in Australia, but thanks to COVID-19, a mind-boggling lack of support from the federal government and declining international student revenue, universities are having to rethink the way they operate. And they really are, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's been a massive challenge even before COVID. You know, universities have changed a lot even since I was there. Um, and then, <laughs> then, And then with COVID, you know, everything went online and that fundamentally changes the fabric of your uni experience. Like, I don't know about you, but, you know, the times in between classes at the uni pub or 
you know, chatting to the person you might have a crush on after shoots. You know, like where is that on the Zoom? So there's a whole context of uni has changed for, for teachers and students. Well, you're absolutely right. And I remember I went to Charles Sturt in Bathurst uh, in between tutorials or lectures. I mean, I was lucky enough to live on campus, which was great. But if I only had a short time between what I needed to attend, mm. you know, there was a, a giant mound where we'd all congregate and yeah. uh, people would lay down rugs and we'd have lunch and we'd catch up and we'd chat. And um, it was a, very much a, a part of a, well, an educational community. Mm, absolutely. And and I think we really missed that. And even before COVID, yeah. you know, as, as university gets more expensive, as students are having to take on lots of casual work, you know, people, so I taught at university for a while and the students yeah. would be rushing off to to casual jobs. So even before COVID took us off campus, that I think that core bit of, you know, lounging around in the centre court really was starting to be lost as well. Yeah. I'm just wondering, um, I mean, they've changed. And I, I noticed in your article, you make mention of the fact that it's easy to see why tertiary education is moving online. Uh, it's mm. perhaps a little cheaper, more certainly more flexible, and in many mm. cases more accessible to students otherwise unable to attend in person. But I, I honestly hope this isn't the way of the future permanently because nothing in my mind beats face-to-face teaching. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm an extrovert. I'd much rather be in a classroom full yeah. of real people. <laughs> um, and I, I think, you know, one of, one of the... that. The article that I wrote that you're referring to is yeah. off the back of a bunch of work that we did where we asked people, you know, what what do you want from the country and, and by extension, our public institutions? And I think more than anything, what we noticed is like people are really keen to ask that question and answer it. And I think as we're going through this moment of, of disruption and pretty big challenges yeah. for universities, you know, there is this brilliant opportunity to say, well, like, what is a university for? Is it so you can sit online, watch a YouTube video, get your degree and move on? Or is it because we're creating, like, interesting people with critical ways of thinking mm. who are connected to each other so that they can address the challenges ahead of us, whether that's as engineers or creative artists or, you know, whatever it is. I, I think, yeah, thinking like university is not just the kind of facts that we hand over. Yeah. It's, it's that whole learning to be with each other and, and as a community. Well, right now, we know that universities and staff, students are under huge stress. And we do need to perhaps rethink the purpose of public institutions. And uh, look, the unions, they do have a role to play in this. Yeah. How so? I- Well, I mean, I think going back to why unions exist, you know, unions exist as a form of solidarity. Um, They're a way of, I learned this new word recently, it's called countervailing power. So a power to kind of balance everything, government and business and civil society, they're this extra power. And I think, you know, unions are about, well, how do we come together as as workers, but also as students, as as people in the community to have shared, shared power to direct our institutions in the way we think they should be directed. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's one of the massive challenges for universities at the moment is that um, the casualization of the workforce. So I was talking to an academic at a university this morning and she was saying in her department they have 96% casualization rate. Um, so that means that you've got uh, key staff members who only teach during term time. And, I, you know, as one of them, it would mean that I would get told, you know, 
two weeks before semester started, whether I had a job, how many hours I had, what I had to do, you know, so there's this there's real insecurity. Um, and the role of the unions, I think, at, at least partially, is to, you know, bring workers together in acts of solidarity yeah. um, so that we can have good working conditions and so that universities can serve the function that they should serve as public institutions. Well, that's right. And we do need oversight, obviously, and we need to ensure that uh, our public institutions, um, rather than, and I'm referring back to your original article as well, they need to be more than just an institution that crams facts and figures to be (laughs) regurgitated out of people's heads. Mm, Absolutely. The whole experience. I mean, when I think back to my three years at, at Charles Sturt in Bathurst, the whole experience. Uh, I mean, obviously, it was a, there was a lot of hard work and there was a lot of study, but uh, the whole experience of actually uh, being there on campus, uh, going to different meetings, getting involved in a little bit of the activism, uh, which was um, going on probably a little less than maybe today, but it's the whole encompassing experience. And I do worry, and that's one thing that stood out in in what uh, you wrote in your Australia Remade piece, and I I worry that we are um, moving away from this face-to-face contact. At the end of the day, humans are communicators, Mm. but I just don't think we're doing it properly at the moment. Yeah, and I think there's also the assumption that going online is is cheaper and easier. And I think, yeah. yes, it is cheaper and easier if you do it badly. Um, there are, you know, there are some great reasons to go online at times and for certain things. But we need to invest in the staff to do that properly. You know, it, it's it's got to build, it's a very active type of facilitation to teach online. Um, so I, I do think, and I think that's why it comes back to purpose. Why do we want these things? And I think sometimes we also try and cram everyone to university when there are actually many other wonderful things you can do with your life that don't involve going to university and we have different places and and different ways of kind of growing ourselves up as human and society. So I think, one, it's about not trying to make university do everything. Um, It has a particular role to play. And, yeah, two, like thinking why do we want it and how can we best create it so that it serves that need? And if it is facts and figures, fine. Maybe the online is easy. But if, as you say, like the richness of it, um, then we need to be really conscious of creating institutions that provide provide that richness. Yeah, I mean, I'm not dis- – and you're right, I'm not discounting the importance of doing things online. And, you know, that's how a lot of uh, – during – particularly the pandemic years, yeah. and we're still going through that, of course. I'm not discounting that that's a, uh, a positive because mm. in some instances, as you would know, Millie, it's the only thing we, uh, we can yeah. do. It's the only way we can get business done, whether it's the business of learning or uh, other, any kind of business, because you can't be as face-to-face as, uh, you know, as what you once were. But uh, And there's been discussions, too, about how, normal uh, business operations may well change into the mm. future. Uh, more perhaps um, online, people working from home, Zooming and Skyping and doing mm. all of these things. And the technology is wonderful, but again, I think we're best served uh, where we get the, the whole experience. And, you know, even though, you, yes, uh, you can talk to somebody down the line, even like we are, I mean... It, if I was down in Tasmania, it'd be great to actually be sitting across each mm. other because something you miss something a little bit if you're not 
necessarily face to face all the time. Oh, absolutely. And that joy of being able to read a body and not just the words is is how we communicate nuance, I think, and how we connect. And like you were saying about the hanging around between lectures, yeah. that they're, the, they're the relationships that you take forward into the world um, that you don't, you know, who's on Zoom going to send a little chat message being like, oh, I like the look of you, like, do you want to mm. have a side chat? Like, that's just a bit creepy mostly, <laughs> you know, yes. yeah. <laughs> rather than sort of accidentally wafting towards the coffee shop, you know. Um, yeah, we, we miss that. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, unions. Let's go back to the unions at the moment. The Tertiary Education Union, not particularly happy. Um, can you maybe just explain a little um, why this is so? What, what are the main concerns from the union? Uh, look, to be honest, that's not my, my kind of area to really comment on. I okay. think... Yeah, I mean, I think that the real thing is that universe, like the bigger context is universities sure. have been under a huge amount of pressure. Okay. Um, and so what, you know, the unions are fighting really hard in a in quite difficult context. Mm. And there's just a lot of questioning. You know, there's a bunch of splinter groups really, again, questioning not just the purpose of universities, but the purpose of a union. Um, and I think okay. that's both means a real moment of opportunity um, yeah. and, and risks. Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand, absolutely. Um, I just wondered from the point of view of, uh, you know, because, or maybe because there, as you say, there are splinter groups and that's what that original story in the the Finn Mm. review pointed towards, that there may well be problems there. And how do we address these problems? Look, at at the risk of sounding like a broken record, Mm. I I think um, it is that purpose. Why, why should universities exist yeah. and what do we want them to enable us to do? And, you know, I was in a chat this morning. There's a bunch of us who've got together, um, academics and other people, mm-hmm. uh, to, to basically say, well, you know, what are some projects we could start that are, are starting to not tear the university down but showcase and rebuild pockets of solidarity? And this is outside the union context, but the unions would get involved. Yeah, um, sure. And I think, you know, we basically came up with the thought on the spot of, you know, universities, we want them to be places of education, we want them to be places of community, and we want them to be places where people feel secure in their work and their contribution. Yeah. And the the work we've been doing with Australia Remade, where we ask people about, you know, well, what do you want for you and your communities? Hmm. There were three really key things that came out of that. And that was that people saw as being essential once the basics of, you know, housing and healthcare were out of the way. Um, People wanted to be able to connect with each Mm -hmm. other and with place, to care and be cared for um, and to contribute and to have pathways to contribute. And so I think that's, you know, thinking through, well, that's ultimately what we want our universities to be places that serve. And I think, you know, all this shaking up in the union at the moment um, you know, it's it's troublesome and it's difficult and it's, you know, it's hard because change and disruption is hard. But the exciting thing is there are more people engaged than have been for years. And yes, there's conflict, but from that conflict can come a real sense of purpose um, well, and, and solidarity. So I think, you know, it can be a bit nerve wracking, but also exciting that there's a shake up. 
Just one uh, piece here, that, uh, one uh, paragraph that you've written. Uh, Universities should be places that allow people from different backgrounds to mix, to observe each other before leaping in with introductions. They must be places that are accessible physically and financially and educationally. Sure, online enables accessibility for some and it disables it for others. In this wild, wonderful world, we can surely have both. Like, right? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I, I look, I'm an optimist. Um, I think we can have both. And that comes back again to making sure we resource it properly. You yeah. know, no one likes to be, I'm sure you've, you know, we've all been in meetings where most people are in the room and you're the one on Zoom for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's awkward and crap. <laughs> mm. But, you know, if you've got careful facilitation, I, I think um, that enables the best of both worlds. But it's also thinking about, you know, why is Zoom more accessible for some people? And I've had some fascinating conversations with people saying, oh, you know, look, I'm actually an introvert or um, I have autism and being online is sort of simpler for me because I'm, I'm less focused on the social stuff around me. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think, you know, we can have physical classrooms that maybe cater for that as well. So uh, I, I do think it's exciting to think like, let's be greedy. Let's think about everything that we want. Let's put everything we want on the table why and work not? out then what's possible and what's not. Like, why not? The world is so bizarre at the moment. Well, that's we true. Can't, be bizarre ourselves, it's like we're missing something. <laughs> You've also mentioned in some of your work uh, about underfunding from the federal government. Now, we've had a change in recent times. Uh, I wonder whether uh, there'll be a refocus or a shift from the Albanese government in particular. We can only hope so. Yeah, I hope so. And I think it's it's not just funding, it's how we talk about things and how we, I think there's been an interesting shift, you know, broadly across the world of the way that, um, you know, science can sometimes be a dirty word, expert yeah. is often considered a dirty word. And, you know, I, I think it's not just sort of refunding universities. I think there's changes to how we fund universities. You know, mm -hmm. um, Australian vice chancellors are among the highest paid in the world, earning, I think it's an average of like $1.3 million a year, which just like blows my mind given the average. Maybe rate. I should have uh, referred to the question as, funding educational places now that there's an idea more yeah. public funding or government funding uh, to send more people yeah. to university that's you know that's key i think yeah absolutely and make you know there's real financial barriers for some people to absolutely. going to university you know the student fees that are no longer voluntary mm. um, you know a, a laptop the textbooks are also mind-bogglingly expensive you know yeah. i think being real about how that affects people's ability to access an education in that way well, Millie, it's been wonderful talking to you and, uh, I mean, fascinating. Uh, we do need to perhaps rethink how we do things so far as tertiary education is concerned. And as the pandemic, as COVID-19 has shown, it is a bit of a reset moment. Um, you know, once we hopefully get past this next wave and uh, the health issues, uh, we can get Australian universities back to the top uh, where they really should be I mean everybody would love to come and study here uh, down under we have some of the world's best institutions and hopefully uh, there'll be a little bit more of a, uh, a support coming from a federal government level now if people want to get involved in the work you're doing um, and perhaps maybe even give some input what are you doing at the moment that people can, can share in, Millie? 
Yeah, so thanks for asking that because we've we've been doing this bigger, broader work on the public good as a big project um, and, you know, what people want for their communities and, and themselves. And then we have been, as we've been talking about, focusing on key institutions. So in the context of universities, um, we're really interested in looking at, well, what does it look like to to really refocus universities on the public good, acknowledging there's a lot of great stuff already going on. Yeah. Um, and so we're just beginning to pull together some focus groups and discussion groups from people who, are, you know, might have insights to give or might be interested in working on this project with us. So for anyone who's like, oh, that's interesting, I've got opinions, um, you can get in contact with us on our website, which mm -hmm. is australiaremade.org. Um, there's a contact thing and just shoot me an email and um, I really love to chat to anyone or, you know, hear from anyone who, who has any insights on this. Well, I think it's a, a just a, a really important uh, thing that you're doing and we do need to um, ensure that our institutions remain um, a, a major focus um, mm. for, for governments uh, because, look, at the end of the day, uh, it's still very important uh, to get a, uh, if you can, and if that's the way you want to hit in life, to get a tertiary education, and we should, in the lucky country, provide one of the best anyway. So that's why it's important to perhaps ensure that our education sector at a national level, tertiary education, is as good as it could be. Absolutely. And now's the time to dream about it, I think. Uh, absolutely. All right. It's been wonderful talking to you, Millie. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. I've just realised I really should have been calling you doctor. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> what, what's your doctorate in, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I'm a, I'm a cultural geographer or like a kind of like a sociologist. Oh, so, right. um, yeah, I had the... I had the great fun of doing a PhD on neighbourhoods and sharing. And yeah. like, so I know everyone's stories about whether or not they shared their lawnmower with their neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> what a great topic to do. Oh, that was fantastic. Like there's, there's such luxury in doing that work. Yeah. All right. Well, you're yeah. also, of course, as we've mentioned, the National Coordinator for Australia Remade. Uh, make sure you have a look at their wonderful website. I'm there at the moment. All the W's, australiaremade.org. Uh, you can read uh, the blog. You can read a couple of your articles there as well, Millie. Thank you for your chat. No worries. Thank you.